Welcome to the Starting SaaS Podcast. My name is Michaela Richmond, and this podcast is all about creating a foundation for SaaS. Okay, welcome to the Starting SaaS Podcast. Today, I am joined by Lolita Allgaier. I'm so excited because um, me and Lolita, if you are watching this on any video platform, are in person. Um, I've been getting to know Lolita for the past two, three weeks? Almost three weeks, yeah. Almost three weeks. Um, We have been in an undisclosed location because I don't know if that's safe to share over the web, but... um, You have a Bob Marley poster in the background. (laughs) Nobody knows where I am. Um, Anyways, so we've been... But we've been traveling. This is... She's been a digital nomad for a little while, and this is what jobs online allow you to do right now they're everything's remote and it's amazing yep it's fantastic i think that's why we were talking about this earlier i i'm just blown away by the fact that this is even possible that that you totally have the potential to live a life like this and it's not difficult anymore you know like no 30 years people people lived like this yeah it wasn't because like it was it was the hippies living in a camper they didn't make a ton of money they just like lived in the mountains you know now you can live city to city as easily as you want to, making a fairly average amount of money. Airbnb's made that possible. Places mm-hmm. like you know DoorDash has made that possible. Mm-hmm. Other other advancements. I mean, having man, it's just it's amazing. It's blowing. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. No, I love it. I love it. Um, and so we've been getting to know each other a little bit. We've been talking about a lot of different things, and today we're actually going to be talking about copywriting. So I'm. I'm excited because copywriting literally extends to every single aspect of an organization. Um, specifically, Lolita has been doing copywriting for B2C, which is B, uh, business to consumer, which is basically like um, your target. They are selling to customers. There are, there are specific customers that they're selling to. They're selling to people. Um, you have people selling to cor- uh, courses online, like that is B2C. And then B2B, which is most of SaaS, which is most of this whole podcast is business to business where um, businesses are selling to other businesses, things that make their businesses function better. And there are a lot of principles that B2C copywriting holds completely true and completely consistent through um, to B2B. So we're just going to be talking about copywriting. Love it. Um, So I got to be honest, we already recorded one of these episodes and we had a glitch, so we're re-recording, but this is better because honestly, we know what we want to talk about now. Um, I would love for you to give the same exact explanation of why copywriting is important for people to understand mm-hmm. in all aspects of an organization. Um, copywriting and, and good writing in general, so I would consider copywriting just an extension of writing in, in this specific specific case. Um, copywriting is the best way to learn how to be a good communicator, in my opinion, because writing in general forces you to think through your thoughts in a strategic way because your hands, you know, whether you're writing you know, by hand or typing, you're, you really can't keep up with your brain as quickly as you're thinking and as quickly as you can when you're speaking like this. It also forces you to be quiet when you're sharing a thought. And I think that's very valuable. It's not just coming you know, out of your brain and coming straight out of your mouth. The thought process that you have to go through to actually put it in words on paper or in a Google Doc or something is completely different from what it takes to um, speak when you're just throwing ideas out. And so when you become a good writer, you naturally 
force yourself to become a better communicator because you're accustomed to going through a strategic process for taking a thought and putting it into words that other people can understand and then want to buy into the idea. Um, whether that's whether that idea is a product or just somewhere in a blog post, you know, a thought piece or something like that, or a journalism piece, anything like that. And so in general, it, it makes you a better communicator. There's no way around it. That and then also, so you also had mentioned that um, there was a part of, so whenever we were talking before, you'd also mentioned that um, there's a way that copywriting helps an entire business. So copywriting is usually focused in marketing. It's usually a marketing function. It is like, okay, well, how do we communicate best our message, our brand, our signal to other people, to other businesses. And so copywriting is just the words that you use to communicate and it's usually focused on marketing. But um, one thing that's been interesting is I think copywriting is something that everybody in an organization needs to both understand and also make a part of their process, like something that they they work on and focus on. Um, Explain that a little bit, like how you thought about that and how you explained it earlier because that blew me away okay no matter where you are in a business you need to communicate effectively one way or the other and whether whether you're communicating internally with other team members or whether you're communicating about the products that you're selling no matter no matter where you are in the company that's that's going to come up at some point even if you're in a tech role for example you need to communicate to other team members how to explain to customer success, you know, or to anyone, to any customer, how to solve the problem or whatever. And the place where a lot of organizations fail, especially as they get bigger, is communication in general, whether you're communicating to someone else on the team or communicating, you know, across channels, across departments of your company. And so becoming a good communicator is crucial, no matter what your role is. And Copywriting, in my opinion, is one of the best mechanisms for doing that. So even if you aren't going to be a full-time copywriter, at least if you understand the basics and you understand how to structure your arguments and how to structure your ideas and sell them to other people, I think that you will become a better communicator and become a better asset to the team no matter who you are. No, I think that's important. Um, One of the things that you've also said that really just stuck with me is that like... um, so you just said that it helps you to better communicate things. And I think that this is very important because whenever you are a part of an organization, like everybody says, everybody the, says buzzword the buzzword culture, culture but like culture, culture actually, actually matters. matters. Culture, culture, what does what, what what your, your brand, brand stand, stand for? And, and not, not only externally, externally but, also but also internally. internally. So, so as, as, as a function of that, like what does your brand stand for? Who are you as a company? Um, not just what products are you selling, but who are you? And we'll definitely get into this because this is a huge aspect of copywriting is the, is the brand story. Like the, the communication of who are you really? Like how can I connect with you as a customer, as a person inside of your organization, as somebody that's just looking at you, et cetera. Um, whenever you are a good copywriter, you communicate every single different aspect of a brand, of a company, of literally anything. And I think it's really important to create a consistent brand message internally as well as externally. So you had mentioned that um, helping to increase the communication between people is really important. I think it's also really important to set the stage for your whole company to move as one. 
Like if everybody actually has a really great understanding of who you are, it helps you to move as one and to, you know, reach for the same goal together to aspire toward the exact same thing. Like you don't want a company that's split in different directions, trying to do different things because they understand who you are differently. Yeah. Great. Makes sense. Um, so I kind of want to get into the basics of copywriting. I think that there are, there are different aspects of it. You have a hook, you have a CTA, and those are like the two big, big things of copywriting is just the hook, which is your entrance, and then the CTA, which is your call to action, which is like, um, what do you want to get people to do? And that's kind of like the whole purpose behind copywriting is to get people to do something, to take some action, to um, sell them on something, to make them... I don't know, click on something, put in their email. Like that is the goal with copywriting. But um, one of the interesting things is I think we touched on this in in the last um, or, okay, let let me actually restart. I was thinking about all of the different pieces that we covered and I'm I'm like, okay, well, how do I construct this? So I think it's really interesting. Um, All right. Okay. Hooks. What do you, what do you look for in a good hook? Like if you're, if you're reading through a ton of different things and you're like, let me learn about hooks. What is a good hook to you? Um, I think, I, I think if we're talking, we're talking to like starting SAS people, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's important to really clarify what a hook is. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, and so a hook is that the first few lines of copy when it comes to what that copy actually looks like a hook more generally is the main idea you're using to draw people in. So when I talk about hooks, it's kind of from two different perspectives from one perspective, it's what is the actual copy in those first couple lines in a Facebook ad? It is the, uh, the above the fold copy before you click see more and you can click read more. That's kind of what gets people interested in it. In an email, it's, those first few lines of the email that make you think, oh, man, I want to read the rest of this. In an article or in a blog post or something like that, it's going to be that first paragraph that makes you want to read it more. Or even beforehand, what's in the title and the subtitle that makes you click open and read the, the article. And so in one sense, a hook is, yeah, it's that, it's that main idea that makes that makes people want to read the thing that the thing that you're doing. But in a sense, it is every little element of your piece of copy needs to follow the same rules that a hook does mm-hmm. in that it makes you excited to read the next line or excited to go to the next step, or excited to do the next thing, whatever that is. And so what under, I think understanding hooks is far more important than a lot of people realize. Um, and so I just wanted to give that context before Love we, we kind of go into a little more about like how to craft a good hook and how you know what a good hook is. Um, a good hook, any good piece of copy starts with research. And so I think unless you've done the research into who your avatar is, which is the person, the very specific person that you're writing to, and unless you've done the research into the product and why you're selling it, you can't write a good hook. Now, <clears throat> any good copywriter is going to tell you that the main element of copywriting is research, but I'm, I'm saying 60 to 65% of, of all of the writing I do is, is research. It's not even writing. Only between 10 and 20% of the work I do will be writing depending on, depending on the piece. The rest, the rest of it is research and editing. 
And when I tell you that understanding the value of research is important, understanding how to create a good hook, you have to realize that until you research enough, you probably won't even have enough hook ideas. And when you've done the research and you've understood exactly what that avatar wants to hear, what their pains, their fears, their desires are, you won't understand how to write the good hook. And if you've done that research properly, those hooks should start jumping right out at you and you'll be popping your own ideas. Okay, so then if if the goal or if the um, the way that you write a good hook is by doing the research, right, and by understanding the pains and desires, it is your hook is basically you communicating in as little words as possible and as quickly as possible the heart of your offer. Like no, it's not. okay. What is it then? No, it's getting it's getting people to read whatever the heart of your offer is. But so you have to angle it in the right in the, in an interesting way, though, right? Correct. But so you shouldn't be sharing the heart of the offer in the hook. Should okay, okay, okay. Should you be sharing the um, like what happens afterwards? Is that I mean, I guess that'd be one way to go about your hook. You can tap into that a little. It should build enough intrigue, maybe, if you want to build into like what happens next. If you want to build into, but that would be building into a desire that the okay. avatar has. So tapping into a very specific desire is one great way of crafting a good hook. Tapping into a fear that the avatar has is another way of crafting a really good hook. Um, but that's not the end-all be-all mm-hmm. of a hook because there, there are lots of different different ways to craft a hook. The, the main goal of the hook is to get them to take the next step. So if that, if that is read the next sentence or is that click on this article so you can read the full article or is that open the email, like the email subject line is a hook in itself. Um, is that scroll down to the bottom of the email and click it, whatever, whatever that goal is, that hook should make them interested enough to be able to be bought in so that you can give that part of the message a little bit later on in the ad, in the email, in the article, whatever you're writing. Does that make sense? Yeah. So how do you, how do you use the information that you've gained while researching to make your hook better? The hook should be directly related to the information that you've gotten. That's that's probably the easiest way of saying it. The longer way is that ideally in research, you have dived deep into who your avatar is. Now, remember when you write a piece of copy that you're not writing to a general audience, mm-hmm. but you should be writing to a very specific person. Mm-hmm. That's what we refer to as the avatar. Um, and when researching this avatar, you're not just coming up with ideas of what they like or don't like or want or don't want. You're doing very specific research into them. So if you're writing to a 55-year-old male who has two kids and is making $100,000 a year, and then what, then what you want to do is find out where those types of people hang out online. And then you want to comb Reddit threads related to your industry and your niche. And you want to comb Facebook groups related to that and see what people's pains and struggles are. And you want to be documenting all of that stuff and understanding it. So that when it comes time to write a good hook, you know, okay, I have seen enough of who this avatar is that I can get a good idea of what that hook might be. So I'm going to give you an example of this in the B2C world. So it kind of, so it kind of sets in. Mm-hmm. I was writing for um, a company with a, with a brain product and it's very hard to write any kind of Facebook ads for any company in health because there are a lot of regulations and there are a lot mm-hmm. of things you can't say, especially on Facebook. 
And so you have to be really careful about writing client copy. And so this, this is a brain product for people with Alzheimer's or like failing brain health. And the avatars that we're writing to are not the people with the failing brain health, but their family. Now that's a very hard subject to write about, correct? Like this is very emotional, traumatic for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so in doing that research, I, I ran across a lot of difficult things. And so one of the, the stories that I ran across was the founder of the company, actually, who was selling the brain product. And it was his grandfather who had been who was facing Alzheimer's. And the day they realized that his granddad's brain health was declining was his granddad was a master chess player. And he was sitting at the table playing chess with his grandson. And he just looked up at the family, the entire family, like watching with bated breath. You know, they're used to watching him just kick ass at the, at the chessboard. And he just said, how do you move a knight? And there was this hushed silence that went across the family because then they realized that, wow, this is, this is the first of a very long journey that we're going to have to face here. And it's the first time they realized that this person who they looked at as super strong was weakening in front of their very eyes. Now, that's, that is not an easy story to tell at all, but that was the hook I used for the, one of the ads that I wrote. Um, and it was, I basically said, like, I think I said, how do you move a night? That's, those were the words my grandfather said that hit me. I don't, I don't remember exactly how I said it, but it was those first two lines. And so in those first two lines, I, I told a story, a story that hit on the pains and the fears mm. that the target market, which is the family of, and I had, I had a very specific avatar in mind as well, but in general, anyone who has family who is suffering from this kind of a disease is, is going to feel and understand. Mm. And I told that story in the first two lines of copy, which I wanted people to read the full story and then read about the product and understand it a little more. But that that's an example of putting all of that into action. Um, a hook is probably going to be, be related to a, a fear, a pain, a desire, a story in some way. Um, there, are, there are other ways to do that. But in general, it's got to be it's got to be emotional. It's got to draw the reader in. And the one thing that you want to do is make them take the next step, whether that's reading the rest of the story, clicking a loom video, clicking the email open, reading the rest of the email, whatever that next step is, make sure that that hook makes more of it. Okay, that makes a lot of does sense. That, does that help? Does that, does yeah, that, yeah. That make a little bit of sense. Yeah, okay. so I was thinking about the hook as in, um, I was thinking about it in terms of like an article, like a title. And your title is not your hook. The hook is the is the first couple of sentences. Yeah. Your title just helps, right? And well, and but if you're if you're creating a good title and a good subtitle, that is part of the hook. Okay. Because the hook is that bigger idea that makes them want to read the entire article in the context of the article. Mm-hmm. In the context of like an email, for example, the subject line, the preview text are part of your hook because they make you want to open the email and read the first lines of the email. They're separate pieces of the specific copywriting thing. That's why I, that's why I differentiated a little bit between like the hook as the first few lines of copy and the hook as the big idea behind the product or behind the, the sales message. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So for the most part, yes. When it comes to the copywriting specific side of things, the hook is going to be that those first that first paragraph in the article, for example. Um, the hook is going to be the first few lines of a Facebook ad. But in context of the bigger big idea, your title and your subtitle for an article should relate very closely to the hook and are technically a part of the hook since they make 
the reader want to open the article okay. and read mm-hmm. the full sales message or whatever whatever you're talking about. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So then whenever you go through this process and let's say you're writing an article, do you start with the hook? Do you start with the title? Do you, like, I mean, obviously you start with the research and kind of outlining what you're going to say. Like, what is my point first? But what do you start whenever it comes to the writing aspect of things? So before you start writing, you should really have nailed down what that hook is going to be. Now, that doesn't mean you have to have the writing of it down. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the idea, the hook is the idea is what I'm talking about. And you have angle. that nailed down. Yes. Okay. Um, and, and normally when we talk about hooks, big ideas, we're talking about the main idea. Um, when we're talking about critiquing copy, we're talking about the hook is like the, the first two or three lines of copy. Um, that's, that's probably the best way that I know of putting about it. So you should have that idea nailed down the angle. If you want to say it that way, that part of the hook should be pre nailed down. But then when you're going through the editing process, I like creating, creating the hook and writing it as part of my first draft, but then rewriting it multiple times during the editing process when I'm going through the first draft. And we've talked about this in the past a little bit, but the best way to write when you're writing copy especially is if you've done your research properly you've done that bulk of the amount is just to pump out your first draft as fast as possible and don't try to edit while you're doing that um edit edit later edit as much as possible later mm-hmm. we also mentioned like a t- go, go through a ton of different iterations do like 50 different passes and then finally like as you're going, there will be something that sticks out more. There will be something that just resonates with you and then you'll put it together with something else. And eventually you'll get to a, a point when you just circle something. You're like, yes, this, this is the one I it just, it hits, it hits correctly. correctly. It is correct. It is correct. Um, um, and I think yeah. that's really important because you can't expect yourself to do it perfectly on the first go. I think that that's really interesting. Just how many times communication like communication is precise. That mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. So I think I think it would be worth talking about the elements of a good piece of copy that are that are universal. Because okay. you mentioned the hook and the CTA, and those are great, but there are a lot of there are several other elements that I think are very important to think mm-hmm. about. And so when I'm writing, before I get into that, when I'm writing any of this, when, whether we're talking about the title, subtitle, hook, when I pump out that first draft. I pump out that first draft. Normally I know the title's a placeholder. The subtitle's a placeholder. The hook, those first few lines of copy, placeholder. The, the main part of the copy, that, that, that might be nailed out a little more, but it's still a placeholder. That CTA, placeholder. But then when I go through it, I'm looking at every single element as its own separate piece of the copy and then rewriting each of those as many times as I need to. Um, yes, I do recommend, especially when you're a junior copywriter and if you're in the direct response world, this will be required of you, is that you need to write at least 50 to 100 different iterations of hooks, titles, subtitles, the most important elements of the copy there, um, and then pick the five to 10 best ones and send them to your copy chief and they'll help you narrow down from there. Um, but as you're getting started, if you want to get good at writing hooks, CTAs, titles, subtitles, any of those, any of those things, you definitely need to write and rewrite and rewrite even more, practice a lot. So does that, does that answer that? Do you mind if I get into the elements of a good piece of copy? Yes, it answers it. And yes, please okay, do. Cool. So you mentioned the hook. Um, what I'm going to talk about is that pretty much in, in everything we're talking about, we got a title. Um, and this could be the subject line in email. We got a subtitle. 
in an email. This is going to be the preview text. Um, and then we have that main hook. And that that's, again, the main idea that that, that, that copy is focused on. It should relate back to the title and the subtitle. Farther down in the copy, then you have your body copy, which depending on whether you're writing a short form or a long form ad or a short form or a long form email or an article, this is going to be longer or shorter, depending on that. That's going to tell a story. That's going to get the reader um, drawn in. Again, every line should make them want to read the next line. This is, this is your place to really be creative with that, um, as long as you're keeping in mind that every line has a purpose to make the reader read the next line. And then from there, normally what you're doing is you're, there, there, there are going to be bullets involved somehow. So bullets are that next part of copy. And I normally don't include bullets until I've had a little piece of that body copy telling a story or doing whatever. And then when you see the bullets in the copy, you know that these are features and benefits, normally benefits, not features. Um, but they're, they're talking of, they're making the reader want to take the next step, whether that's clicking on the CTA, watching the video, replying to the email, yada, 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 yada. Sometimes for a longer form article or email, those you can have 10 bullets there just really honing in on selling why they should take this next step. But bullets are involved in most pieces of copy one way or another. Um, some people call them fascinations, but basically it's selling the reader on the benefits of taking the next step. And when it comes to like a sales page, for example, you're going to have bullets littered over every tiny little, every bit of the, of the page. So I think it's, it's important to become good at them. And then of course you have the closing, which that's, I would say that's irrelevant, but then you have the CTA. Um, and that CTA is another one of those most, most important things. So you've got title, subtitle, you have the hook, you've got the body, you've got the bullets, you've got the CTA. If you know how to write all of those individual elements well, then you're well on your way to becoming a good copywriter. Now, keep in mind that not every single piece of copy is going to have every one of these unique elements, but you're probably going to take pieces of these elements into every piece. For example, a Facebook ad doesn't have a title, but if you notice under the creative, there's that little headline, there's that bolded headline. I don't remember what it's called in Facebook ad world. Um, and then there's a little bit of preview text. And then they have the CTA button right here. Like that's just shop now, buy now, see more or whatever. That Those are the elements of the title and subtitle that come into play on Facebook ad. Um, so no matter where you go, you're gonna, you're gonna use those. That was the context I wanted to give. Bye.